What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 128 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and this week I'm joined by Andre Seekers and John Cartwright. We swear we're going to get Ash on here, but with us trying to stick to the Friday schedule, it's getting a little tough getting him into these uh, discussions, but hopefully we will have him in soon. But yeah, how have you guys been doing uh, this past week? Oh, I've just been playing a bunch of New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, Derek, so you probably know how I'm feeling about it. <laughs> that's, that's the funny thing. You two have been on a bit of a tear on Twitter today, uh, at least when we're recording this. Yeah. Um, and it's just been Tropical Freeze versus New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, and you guys are preaching Tropical Freeze. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I don't hate Mario U. Uh, it, it's, it's a good game, it's a fun game, but when you go back and play Tropical Freeze, it, it's just something else. It's, an, it's a masterclass of the genre. And um, Mario U has this very big fault where basically when you die, it takes like 15 seconds to get back into the level. Whereas Tropical Freeze is instant. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things um, I think Tropical Freeze does better. And we're actually we're going to have a video about that tomorrow, hopefully. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just such a good game. And everyone needs to know that. Everyone needs to play Tropical Freeze. <laughs> and if you've already played it, you need to replay it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mostly agree with John there. Mario isn't a bad game per se. I would not go so far as to say it's a good game. <laughs> um, it's a game I find, I, I found replaying it myself, a, a New, Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers U in particular, to just be really boring. Like, as I said in the review, I could consume level after level, and then I would look back at what I just did and have almost no memory of it because there's nothing that hooked me. There was no engagement there. I can just play these levels completely mindlessly because they all just kind of blend together. Um, I did enjoy, though, New Super Luigi U a bit more, um, as I did originally. And the multiplayer as well. I have to give it credit. Multiplayer actually is more fun than I remembered it being um, back even in the original version. So uh, not that it is more fun than it was before, just I, it was more fun than I remembered it being. Um, which is one of Tropical Freeze's perhaps weaker parts, which is the only bad thing I could say about that game. Yeah, <laughs> because the multiplayer is as never good as that. Great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to actual levels too, like Mario U does have distinct levels. Like every level has some kind of level gimmick, but it's it's like um, this seesaw dips into the lava. <laughs> this this swing moves around. Well, it's in Tropical Freeze. It's things like you're in a sawmill and the minecart's changing as you go through the level. Or it's like you're in a tornado on a rhino and you're, you're flying through with debris everywhere. Or the it's entire so forest is catching fire around you. Right, <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's different stakes. Like right. Mario, Mario U plays by the rules of a video game, whereas Tropical Freeze just sort of breaks that barrier. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, Tropical... I mean, I think Tropical Freeze really helped push... I mean, not by itself. Other games have done it too. But Tropical Freeze in particular did such a great job pushing past what we normally expect of platformers. And that's what Mario needs to do. But that's what Mario used to do. And that's what he still does for 3D games. But when it comes to the 2D ones, he's, he's grown stagnant. He doesn't do anything new, um, which is ironic given the title of those games. <laughs> um, in fact, I think the most new New Super Mario Brothers game that exists, if you want to call it that, is Super Mario Run, which ironically doesn't have new in the title. So, um, yeah, I, I I mean, Mario needs a shake-up. I'm hoping Deluxe marks the official end of, these series, or of this series, and I hope they really just go back to the drawing board for the next one. So we need something new, we need something fresh, and please, God, give us a new art style. Something, anything <laughs> but what we have. I would love if they went to a more cartoony art style, like the classic yes. designs, or even just like the, the little menu designs, like the player icons of uh, 3D World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Like it's something like Wario, uh, Wario Shake It, or Shake Em. Uh, shake it, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good style, too. Right. Um, was, it, was it Good Phil who made that game? Yes. Oh, so well, good, good feel on Mario. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, perfect. Uh, I, I'd be down for it. I mean, good feel is has a pretty good track record, in my opinion. Yeah, so. I I've not uh, played it. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. I have no intention of picking it up. Uh, and honestly, of the three games that released this week, uh, because for some reason there's three big Switch releases, or at least three big Nintendo releases, because we also got Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm more. I'm most interested in Tales of Vesperia. Mm-hmm. I'm really. I'm really looking forward to picking that up, because uh, that was one game that I really like. Made me want want a 360. So to have it now on the Switch, I'm like, okay. I think it's time to pick that up. You've actually been playing it though, uh, John. Unfortunately, we got a little too late for you actually to review. But what did you think mm-hmm. of the? I don't even know how many hours you played. Well, um, so basically, um, we got it maybe four or five days ago, which is not enough to play through like a huge RPG. Um, 
it's it's great though. This is basically the the Japanese version, which was never localized. So the way it worked was it came to 360 um, in English, and then the following year in Japan they got a PlayStation 3 version, which basically doubled the script, added new party characters, it uh, had new parts of the world to explore, and it's it's in some ways just a new game. <clears throat> like it, it, this is much longer than the original. So it's not just Tales of Vesperia on Switch, it is an expanded version of it that we never got. So it's historically quite important. Um, but yeah, from what I've played so far, <clears throat> it's still a really good game, it holds up really well. But visually, uh, you can feel it's dated. Like sometimes the character models just feel a bit flat, um, and I wish they kind of tidied that up a bit more. But um, the game itself is still just a great RPG. And as you say, it's, it was a reason <clears throat> to buy the 360 back in the day. Uh, so if, if you if you liked it then, you'll probably like it even more now because there's a lot more stuff to do in in this pause. That's awesome. Is it distracting having the going back and forth between the two sets of voice acting? Not really. No, they they actually do quite a good job. Um, so yeah, Troy Baker voiced uh, Yuri in the original, and he's still in this one. But they've um, for for the new lines, they've got a new voice actor, and he actually sounds a lot like him. Like I can barely tell when they've changed it up. Um, so yeah, sometimes you can. Like sometimes they kind of break their impression, and it's like oh. Um, but most of the time, it's it's pretty seamless. That's good at least. I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to picking it up. Not sure when I'll get to it, just because there's a lot of other big games coming out this month, and uh, I've actually started Spider Man on PS4 because uh, I went and saw nice. Into the Spider Verse again. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start playing this game again. And <laughs> I've only just left the to not give any spoilers for where I'm at um, for anything going on, but I just left the auction house, uh, uh-huh. and. I think that's this is feels like where this plot's really going to start kicking in, and it's an interesting pace for the beginning of Spider-Man because you have this huge action moment tutorial thing going on with the Kingpin, and then science stuff, <laughs> like yeah, here's how to do puzzles really and th- things like point. this. It's very very odd to have that kind of like just complete 360 as far as pacing or 180. Or 180. Be. Yeah, <laughs> more 180. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it's yeah. weird, because there's points where you play as MJ, which I don't mind, but it, it gets very slow at times. Like, you have these stealth missions as MJ, and there's parts in the lab where you solve like very simple puzzles, like little pattern puzzles, mm-hmm. um, and it, you just kind of want to get back to being Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. I enjoyed the MJ section that I've encountered so far. It might change as time goes on, but it was just like jumping into the science stuff, like those simple puzzles, and I enjoyed going around the city. It feels so good to play as uh, play as mm. Spider-Man, but I- I'm curious how it's gonna the story's gonna pick up as we go along because I-, I feel playing like we're as, still pretty early in <clears throat> playing as MJ in a Spider-Man game reminds me of playing as the, as the Arbiter in Halo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean by that. Um, I actually I returned to um, Spider-Man as well after seeing Into the Spider-Verse because I didn't finish it when I first started playing, so I've been trying to get a bit further in. And, um, yeah, playing as Spider-Man and swinging around feels so good. But I'm, I'm not so sold on the open-world structure. It, it, you're still just going to waypoints, like most open-world games. Um, and, you know, the, the combat's good. The combat's probably better. It's, it's, an, it's an, um, an evolution on the Batman Arkham combat. Mm-hmm. And it feels better. But, um, I don't know, I, I'm, just not, I'm not a huge fan of how you're just following waypoints most of the time. But I guess, you know, just, just swinging from place to place is still fun, though. Yeah, it, it definitely is. You you kind of want to have an open world game with with Spider Man just so you can swing around like that like that. But yeah, a lot of times it is just going from like open up this section. Okay, find all the uh, find some crime activities if you come across them. Find the backpacks. Find these uh, locations that you take a picture of and do all that stuff. It's a lot of like <clears throat> side questy stuff, and it's not quite clicked with me yet but I, i'm willing to, like i've enjoyed mm. what i've played so far that i want to see what else it has to offer yeah yeah a lot, of, a lot of the main quest stuff can feel quite side questy at times like there's this one point where you've um it, it, it is quite like this was just a bit after a heavy action sequence and then peter just goes oh i, I remember now harry had these labs scattered around the world so i'm gonna have to swing through these vapor clouds and that was just the entire mission it's, it's such a weird change in pace <laughs> oh gosh I, I there was one good side quest where uh there's some bird watcher lady and she finds something going on and then like uh apparently they're hacking into something in central park and you gotta swing all around central park in a certain amount of time in order to prevent them from uploading everything and there was a nice little pace to it and wanting to get everything done and i felt like that i've only had two side quests but that one felt really good nice 
So yeah, but uh, you looking forward to playing anything else, Andre? In that new Super Mario uh, U is basically done. <laughs> it's made me want to go back and replay Tropical Freeze even more. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with John playing again recently, and how John, I think you went back just to record a couple of levels, and you ended up playing for what two hours or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I um I had six levels in mind for what I wanted for footage, um, but then I just kept playing through because I, I basically started a new file after that and just played through, <laughs> just started playing through the game again. Um, it's 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 remarkable how how memorable all these levels are. Like uh, when, once you start a level, you know exactly what you're in for. Um, and like the world map just has like one little asset that represents the level on it, and just seeing that small asset just re- like makes you remember every single part of the level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't get that with Mario U. Like there, there were lots of levels in that game when playing it again on Switch, that I just had no memory of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, same. So you guys are gonna kill me because I still have not finished Tropical Freeze. I got to the polar bear boss and then got distracted by something else going on, and I never actually finished the, bo- the game. Oh man, you missed that's near the end. I know. Yeah, you're so close. I know. It's like, I, like I said, you guys are inspiring me well, to pick up the game on Switch and just finishing it that way. You should absolutely. You won't. You won't hear me argue against that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I brought up the idea of like doing another like series of games like I did for uh, like I've been doing for Castlevania and one of the suggestions is the Donkey Kong Country games so it would be all the country games all the land games and then of course Returns and Tropical Freeze so that'd be a good excuse uh, I think it's gonna be tricky tra- to track down the land games though because did, those I are, oh, I get, did they hit Virtual Console? Oh, you have I, them? I don't know but I have the physical version so like That's I have all three, three of them <laughs> yeah all right. you need to stream uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beats Oh God! <laughs> with, the, with the bongos, yeah. I do not have the bongos. <laughs> well, you, that's gonna be very uh, nice um, viewing experience. Just you hitting the bongos the entire time. Oh yeah, time. just that, that'll be perfect on the microphone. <laughs> God, I feel like we're in the but, Church of Kong. <laughs> I know this. We should just dedicate the whole podcast to this. No, exactly. Um, be, beyond wanting to play that, though, I actually restarted uh, Breath of the Wild last night um, in Master Mode. I figured I'd finally give that a try. And I got, like, murdered almost immediately. I'm like, oh, they're not messing around with this. Um, one thing I don't like so far, though, like, I-, I like the idea of it being tougher, but I don't like how it seems some enemies are just uh, damage sponges. Um, like, I was laying into one of those moblins for, like, what seemed like ten minutes, and he still wasn't dead. I'm like, really? This is getting a little bit excessive. <laughs> I think they so, heal. Yeah, I, I think I that's, that's the problem. That's especially hard in the, um, in the Great Plateau, because you don't have any weapons. <laughs> right, yeah. Exa- yeah, I had, like, a stick and, uh, and an axe, I think. So... Um, so yeah, hopefully that'll become less of an issue, and I guess things I'm looking forward to is I want to play that Resident Evil 2 demo that just that I think just came out. Yeah, um, so actually we can right. just uh, go ahead and switch to the news bit. We'll, uh, we'll cover that real quick, but yeah, the, the Capcom, Capcom did put out a Resident Evil 2 one-shot demo, meaning you have 30 minutes to get through this demo, but if you die, that's it. It's a one, yeah, yeah it's a, like, hmm, that's an interesting challenge. Oh, actually, hold on. I believe I thought maybe I'm mistaken. I thought you could you could keep replaying it um, oh, within that 30 minute time of it. Yeah, I think that's the case. I think you have a one shot at 30 minutes in total, and oh. if you yeah, I think you can keep retrying until you beat it or until 30 minutes expires. Yes. Oh yeah. If you die, you can continue, but those uh, once those 30 minutes are up, you're done. Okay. So you do have you can. I see. I was under the impression if you die, that's it. Which that actually seems like a cooler idea. I think. Uh-huh. I mean, you might you might get screwed right, right away, but it really adds um, like some some significant weight to your actions, right? Like you gotta be careful in this in this mm-hmm. demo. So it does. But like, think how many people just make new accounts just to play the demo again. <laughs> that is I was wondering, does that work? Can you just start a new profile on your th- PS4 and play it that way? I, I think, think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well then that's not much of a workaround. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah, not much of a hindrance, I should say. Not really, but it, it, it's still a neat idea. And it's I haven't had a chance to check it out myself, but I, I, I'm really looking forward to Resident Evil 2, so I'll definitely play this demo. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. definitely something uh, that's a little bit unique. Um, wasn't there some game developer, uh, was it Kojima maybe, who wanted to make an entire game around the idea of like once you die, that's it. Like you get one shot and that is literally oh, yeah. it. When they just the disc explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like one of the messages in Inspector Gadget. Oh god, <laughs> self destruct. Uh, I, yeah. I guess um, Zombie U kind of had a kind of a similar idea. I mean, the game doesn't stop, but when you die, your entire character dies. You know, like you have to control someone else afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's and not you really good. Track down your old body, kind of right? Or grab your backpack, I think. And right. Get all the gear. Yeah. You have to, like track down your old person, take your um, t- get your bag back. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool idea. 
But as uh, far as other news uh, for this week, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 had an interesting way to get around spoilers uh, that people might like reveal right away. Because they're actually, in the game as it is right now when you first buy it, it will not include the epilogue and secret ending uh, in the game. Instead, it's not coming out until uh, the, tr- the 30th, or uh, actually 20... 20- yeah, the 30th is when the ending will be available, and on the 31st, you'll be able to get the secret video. Again, you'll have to actually complete the game, and or, you know, finish the game, and in the case of the secret video, uh, have to do some different criteria, which is just like the old games. But uh, I, it's a good idea, because Kingdom Hearts 3 actually releases on the 25th in Japan, and then, of course, on the 29th is when it releases everywhere else. So this is a really good idea to keep people from spoiling it for everybody else, especially since the game did get leaked. <laughs> so nobody actually knows how it all ends as far as this epilogue and secret ending is concerned, which tended to work out. But when I, what's interesting is I uh, really praise this idea on my Twitter, but a lot of people said to me, is like, well, as far as game preservation, this isn't so such a good idea, and for people who don't have solid internet, internet connections, this is also not so good for them. So where do you guys kind of fall on this? I, I love that they're hiding the ending like this. But yeah, that's, those are some valid points. Like, think uh, 40 years from now. You go, um, you go back to try and play this game, but the Xbox Live network for that is gone down. Uh, so then you get to the end and you just can't see it. Like that, that, is a, that is a possible scenario. That being said, that is 40 years from now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they'll probably re-release Kingdom Hearts 3 by then. Like, there's no doubt. There's no question. They will, they will re-release uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 by then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. Well, and even um, before then, I wonder if just later versions of the game might just come with it built in. You know, yeah, uh, like right. maybe it's only the first way that doesn't have it, for instance. In which case, I'll pretty much mitigate the issue. Aside from the fact, you know, if you don't have good internet or don't have access to the internet, then yeah, that will be a problem. So I'm a little bit mixed on this. Like, I completely see some people's concerns with it. Um, you know, it would suck if you are able to play this game, but you can't watch the ending because you don't have access to an internet connection, which I'm sure there are some people out there. I don't think there's too many of them, but I'm sure that'll be the case for some people. So that is unfortunate, but on the other hand, I get why they did it, because we do live in an era now where these games are leaking early. Look at Smash Brothers coming out multiple weeks early. Uh, Kingdom Hearts managed to beat it by a month, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and I'm actually... and I'm, Although I am surprised more hasn't leaked from it, from this... from. Uh, from these early copies. I haven't seen anything about Kingdom Hearts on 3 online. Maybe I just, you know, maybe because I'm not following the right circles, but I really don't care about the game that much. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm, but basically, I think it's fine. Like, this is kind of like an event game. People have been waiting over a decade for it. So I kind of understand the greater hesitance of putting it all out there. And this is, and keep, keep in mind, this is an epilogue and secret ending. These are additional content, really. You still get the ending in the game. This is just stuff that goes beyond it, right? So That's my it's, it's kind of like, Yeah, so I feel like they could just, if it, they could have just released the game. They even mentioned this content. People have still been happy with it. Mm-hmm. Potentially, because I have, true. again, I have no idea what the ending is, so I don't know how completed it would feel. That's true. We don't know, right? <laughs> it could be like <laughs> three seconds of them just like waving goodbye at the camera or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that there is a secret ending, but I, I guess that kind of implies that there's more. Like, there's more than just Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, yes. This probably isn't the end of the, of the series. I mean, that was always the case. 3 marks the end of the story of that's been being told ever since the original Kingdom Hearts. It's still going to, like, uh, Nomura has already come out and said that he wants to have more Kingdom Hearts games starring Sora, but it won't deal with the whole Xehanort uh, situation. Like, the Xehanort thing is getting taken care of, but future Kingdom Hearts games will have a new story to build off, off of and be, honestly, a great entry point for newcomers, mm-hmm. which I think is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I'm... I personally, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea, especially as Andre said, it's a legacy title. People have been waiting so long for this and to have it spoiled like this. Like, actually, it actually happened with it getting, you know, stolen and having copies out there. Which, like him, I've actually been able to stay away from. So I think Kingdom Hearts fans are either not sharing it because they don't want to spoil things, or I'm just staying out of the right places. Which, either way, I'm grateful because you know I been waiting how long for this game i i'm trying to go into it as fresh as possible Mm -hmm. so but anyway the big big news i think for this week uh is absolutely bungie ends their relationship with activision and has decided to instead self-publish the destiny series which boy is that huge 
Yeah. yeah, I guess uh, I guess it wasn't in their destiny for them to stick with Activision, <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, this is this is something I, I mean, this was a huge surprise. But at the same time, when you think back, it's like, yeah, you know, I guess we've seen warning signs like this for a while, right? Um, I mean, it, it, Destiny, I think, hasn't been performing up to Activision's expectations, and yeah, so it's not a huge shock looking back, but it is still surprising in the moment. And what blows my mind more actually is the fact that it's been ten, almost ten years. Since this partnership happened, it doesn't seem that long ago that Damn. Bungie broke away from uh, from Microsoft. So, mm. yeah, it was back mm. in 2010, <clears throat> I believe, when it happened. Jeez, uh, yep. and it was a 10 year deal, so this is ending prematurely. But they did say that Activision would have exclusive publishing rights to the, to the Destiny series, but Bungie would retain the full control of the property. So this is pretty much an amicable split. It's just a little earlier than what was mm-hmm. set up, and. I mean, I've not played Destiny myself. I played the demo when, of the first one that came out, and I'm like, this is a shooter MMO, and I have no interest in this whatsoever. And I just moved on. Mm-hmm. I, I am kind of surprised that Bungie ended up with Destiny. Like, I, I would have thought Activision would have maybe pushed to own the IP. Um, but I guess, as you said there, they uh, they they signed the contract knowing they would, they would have full rights to the franchise. Right. Um I guess Activision probably expected to have more than just two games in this 10-year <laughs> partnership, though. Yeah, and loads of expansions, yeah. from what I can tell. <laughs> right, yeah, there are a lot of expansions, but Destiny 2 didn't hit anywhere near as hard as the first one. And I, as as a big Halo fan, I tried out Destiny 1, and it just did not click with me at all. I, I was not on board with this game. Um, and I, I do wonder if a lot of people bought the first game and just weren't into it, and then just didn't buy the second one. I Maybe. that could be part of it. Although I believe Destiny did improve a lot over the subsequent year that they worked on it, but maybe that wasn't right. enough to pull people back that had tried it. Um, it is interesting too, as you said, they only had two games, which compared to their to when they worked under or when they worked for Microsoft, I believe they had five games within that similar ten year span. You know, from two thousand one to two thousand ten, they had what Halo yeah, One, like- Halo Two, Halo Three, ODST, Halo Reach. Anything else? Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. I think from that's them. it. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's five yeah, games. Yeah, that's a lot. So, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, a huge amount. I, I guess that that might just be a case of you know development being more expensive, taking more time than in the past. Right. But still, it's it's I I, I, I expected more than just two games out of this partnership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they did too. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's crazy, and who knows how well Bungie will do after this? Like. I guess they'll keep with the Destiny name and try to do all the things they wanted to do and Activision was like, nope, or... I, I, I don't know, but they're getting pure profits from it now, so... I, I'm i not sure. I mean, this could go really well for Bungie, or this could be the beginning of the end, depending on how things go for them. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I All I know is like it's, it's interesting, but also like eh, it doesn't really affect me because I don't really play these games. Yeah, I do wonder if they'll find another publisher for it, or if they'll self-publish. Because they, they could very well just find like go to EA and say, please publish our game, or something like that. <laughs> Let's hope they well, don't that's, go that's, EA. I mean, that, that's dependent on Activision refusing to publish it, though, right? Yeah, I guess didn't so. You just say, didn't well, you just say they had the first right of refusal, Derek? I, I think so. Like Activision has publishing rights, but those publishing rights have gone to um, Bungie now. So Bungie can do oh, whatever right. they want. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they yeah. can self-publish, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, they could so do it could be whatever they want. It could be. Yep. So I don't know. Pretty interesting. <laughs> you know what else is interesting? Get them back. Get get them back on uh on Halo now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get them yeah, making Halo Six. They're yep. free. They can do what they want now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take them back. And exactly. hey, can Microsoft do the same from Rare Two at this point? That'd be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, who knows? But yeah. Well. The possibly most interesting thing that could ever happen this week, I uh, we probably should touch on this news next, and that's, my friends, that Blue Toad lives. He does exist <laughs> yes! in New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, and apparently this is big news, because for whatever reason, Nintendo decided to hide this fact, and even had it embargoed, <laughs> but I yeah, yeah. Blue Toad is it's actually baffling. in the game. I don't know. No. No one cared before. No one cared about Blue Toad. No one cared about Yellow Toad. But all of a sudden, now all the people come out of the woodwork, you know, uh, broken up over the fact that Blue Toad apparently is in the game, but he is kind of in the form of being an alternate skin for Yellow Toad. So the worst thing about this is, like, I'm, if you legitimately wanted Blue Toad, I'm happy for you. Uh, but the baffling thing about this, well, two baffling things. One is Nintendo embargoed this for no good reason. We couldn't talk about this till the game came out. 
Um, and I don't know why. It only hurts the perception of the game for some people. And two, uh, with Blue Toad effectively being gone and as an individual character, um, or seemingly at least, what that meant was when you play multiplayer, someone's going to be stuck with either uh, Nabbit or Toadette. So every, someone at all times is going to be playing with a handicap in four players or even up to just three players in New Super Luigi U. So there's no way to play multiplayer uh, with everyone being on the same page as it could in the original game. Until, of course, this code came out and people are like, oh, of course this makes sense. So you can play with Blue Toad and everyone can you know, be on the same page. But you can't still. Because as I said, it's <laughs> an alternate skin and uh, meaning you can only select either either blue or yellow at the same time. You can't do both. Which is just so mind like so mind blowingly stupid to me. Like how did Nintendo put him in the game but not let you play as him along uh, at the same time as Yellow Toad? I don't get it. It's the whole thing's baffling to me. Everything about Blue Toad I don't get. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like pl- playing as Nabbit sucks. Like you may as well not be there if you're playing as Nabbit. You can't <laughs> yeah. interact with anything. Um, Toda isn't so bad, but like when you get to water level, she's so much faster than everyone else. Yeah, she's actually pretty it, fun. It, so she is pretty fun, but she like those water levels though, she just leaves everyone else behind. So it's, <laughs> it just breaks the co-op action of the That's game. That's true. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Like <laughs> they treat us the same character. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and the, yeah, the way people acted is kind of funny too, because when they introduced Blue Toad and Yellow Toad in New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Everyone went like, oh, Nintendo's using like two generic Toads. Why can't we have Wario and Waluigi? And they take away a Toad and replace it with an actual character. And everyone's like, where's Blue Toad? <laughs> <laughs> right? We like him now. We need to have him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the baffling thing to me. Not Is the whole fact that you can't have Blue Toad as another player. That is... It makes yeah. no sense. A stupid the, decision. They, they, I mean, they made a couple of really weird decisions with the deluxe version of the game, which... For, if you're new to the game, it probably won't affect you too much, but some really, I mean, they could have really just worked around these, uh, or, I mean, there's really no reason for these re- for these uh, mishaps to exist. They could so easily fix them before release. I mean, I'm hoping a patch will come out to address these issues, but, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't get it. I don't know what, what Nintendo was thinking with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, as of now, the game is arguably worse than the Wii U version. Oh, I'd agree with that. It, it I mean, not by a huge margin, but it absolutely is. That's sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, stuff you can pat. They can fix it. Um, fix this with the patch. Like, it's not broken. Um, right. But whether they will, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I maybe if there's enough complaints out there, but I don't. I don't know. We'll see what the sales are for this because I'm. I'm curious because people will definitely pick this up, but I'm. I don't know how many. Like, I, for before I was. Uh, confident it's going to do it's well. Sell well. It, it. I mean, it's freaking Mario. It's going to sell well. <laughs> so. Uh huh. Good point. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm excited we, we can, for? Yoshi's Crafted oh, what, what World. Are you, what are you excited about? Yes, yes. It, um, Derek, you actually did a um, an analysis for this recently. Yeah, this one is, is the, interesting because uh, we got to see the yeah. world map thanks to this opening cutscene, which is basically the trailer. There's the story trailer is just the opening cutscene, and from what I can tell, there's only going to be maybe five or six levels per world, and still the same amount of worlds. So it makes me think that the levels are going to be longer this time around. But I'm also like wondering, like, am I going to miss the fact that we're, you know, we used to have so many bosses in Yoshi's Island games? Am I going to miss that in Crafted World? I'm not sure. I think I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, with Woolly World, it got to the point where there were so many levels that I stopped playing it slowly for some of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, it, it, it's, it's still fun, but after a while, I just wanted to keep getting through the game. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I do like the first two levels slowly and just get every collectible. But as I get like further to the end of the world, I'll just start running through them. So like maybe having less levels is the solution to that. That could be. I, I do remember getting a little bit of a, you know, taking it taking a while. I remember thinking, oh boy, I just want to get through this to a degree. But those bonus levels could be a lot of fun. So I, I was sort of split on it. And and a lot of the bosses that you did fight were sort of remixes of what you had fought in Yoshi's Island. So maybe this will have a opportunity to be a little bit more original. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think more interesting is the release date being late March, or basically the end of March. So this is the first, um, or I believe, excepting for Travis Strikes Again, this is the first like major first-party title of the year that's new, that's not a deluxe version or a port, and it's coming out almost in the second quarter of the year. 
which I think is a little bit lighter than most people expected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. Like I know in our own predictions, like I think uh, most of us, uh, except I, I'm like, I think some of us were predicting that most of those games that we're talking about that we know about for this year were going to come out in the first half of the year. But if this is the first <laughs> major game for Switch, uh, then my prediction like, might be wrong. How are they yes. gonna, yeah, I don't think they fit in all the rest between April and June. So. Uh, you know, next week they'll announce all these games for February. It, I, I'm still in good shape. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it is a little odd that that's our first one that we know about, but I'm not panicking too much because I I have a feeling we're going to get something in February. It'd be a little odd if we didn't. Uh, Pokemon next month. Perfect. Would that be something? Oh, man. mm. (laughs) I'd lose my mind. (laughs) But yeah, it's a little bit late, but I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it, but um, it just feels oddly late, so... Mm Yeah, I guess it's taking Star Allies' slot, because that was March of 2018, I think. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a good month. It's it, this, this kind of game would, um, if it were released at the end of the year, it would just die. Like yeah. <laughs> it, it needs to just sort of be on its own without much competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the only game that was announced. There's also Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, um, which uh, I believe has Amiibo support this time as well. So there's kind of some new stuff going on in this port. Yeah, they have a bunch of new things, like a new mini games for Meta Knight and DDD and uh, extra stuff to decorate your homes with. Little things like that. Nothing like major, but even a hard mode, which is appreciated because of Epic Yarn's notoriously easy difficulty. So it might be a good port. It just, once again, I'm kind of ashamed that it's on 3DS. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a good yeah. feel month because both of those games are by that company. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, you know what doesn't feel good though? People misrepresenting what CEOs say it sometimes because boy, have I seen this go around a lot and people panicking because of bad headlines. So, in an interview, uh, Nintendo President Furukawa made a statement on the future of console, Nintendo consoles. And one of the things asked of him was a hypothetical about what would Nintendo do if, uh, you know, consoles basically fell out of favor and they were just, you know, no longer a viable option. And he was like, well, we'd look for, we'd look to move beyond consoles. We wouldn't try to limit ourselves and try to keep that, but we'd find a way to keep going, which is a perfectly reasonable answer. But everybody took that as like, Nintendo is moving away from consoles, you know, take that completely out of context. And... Mm -hmm. It's just like, no, no, stop being stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. I can't tell you how many articles I saw saying, like, will the Switch be the final Nintendo console? Like, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and we always got those articles with every single Nintendo system before, too. Like, since, since the 64, like, will the GameCube be the last one? Will the Wii be it? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it, it's a stupid thing to discuss, even, because obviously if the console market dies, then Nintendo would move on to something else. Like, that's just how companies work. Like, if they can't make money one way, they'll try to find another way to make money. So, obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't... Yeah, it, it's just kind of silly that people are interpreting it as the Switch, you know, possibly being Nintendo's last console without that taking place. It's like, no, this is very clearly Nintendo's most successful product in some time. They're not going to abandon it if it keeps making them money, so... Yeah, that, like, uh, why would they? why would this be the last console after this kind of success? Right. And Nintendo have been around for a long time, like over a hundred years. Um, they've not always made games. Like they've done, they've done some questionable things in the past. Um, but like, it, it's obvious that like, games aren't always going to be the future. I mean, they they could possibly be, but they're branching off into different pillars. And we're sort of seeing that with movies. Uh, we're seeing that with theme parks. And like, Furukawa even says it in the interview. Like, there's there's other pillars in, in place uh, in case something were to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, yeah, it, it is all. Um, hypothetical like this this may not ever happen but of course like if it you've got to have this kind of plan in place just in case like that future is uncertain uh for all we know like streaming is the future like consoles may not be around forever mm-hmm. um we're, we're seeing that already with movies like netflix has basically taken over that industry so um it's it's perfectly valid answer but as as you said derek it's all hypothetical yeah so no reason to ring the alarm bells or anything like that it's just People who wanted to get sensationalist headlines. Like, that's that's your clickbait. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our Patreon topics for the week. As always, you guys can support us on Patreon. Just $1 a month gets you uh, these podcasts three days early every Friday, as well as uh, 
the chance to ask us questions like these. So, uh, Andre, what topic did you choose this week? So this one comes to us by way of Eddie Barber, who I think we've had a few questions from in the past. Um, <laughs> they ask, with CES going on in Las Vegas, what's something you guys would like to see the, uh, happen in tech that will make your lives easier? I personally don't think having an Alexa-powered toilet is one of them, LOL. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be nice for public toilets. You don't have to touch a handle or something. Oh, God. See, well, I wouldn't mind that so much. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is something actually I, I came across just yesterday uh, on my Switch, where I was trying to type in a tweet uh, involving something in Breath of the Wild, and like, man, I hate typing on the stupid keyboard on the Switch, uh, which is fine. I mean, it's better if you're holding the Switch, if you're just on your TV, though, it's horrendous. So I want, uh, so I actually have two answers to this. So my first one is something that's way more practical for now. Um, I want the Switch to have, like, Google Home or Alexa functionality, where I can talk to my Google Home, have it, uh, say what I wanted to, and they'll just type on the keyboard for me. I think that would be awesome. Or, or have other functionality, like have it, uh, have have it automatically buy games for me on the eShop, for instance. Like, hey, go buy Mario Kart Deluxe or something, and it'll go download that for me. Um, I think stuff like that would be useful to have uh, without having to, you know, put any microphones or anything else in the Switch itself. So that'd be my hope. Like, I would love to see more, like, uh, more of these smart home assistants, uh, like, being incorporated in even more devices. Uh, you know, I know they're in TVs now, they're in speakers, but put them in consoles, put them everywhere. <laughs> I want everything voice control. Oh, so. God, <laughs> the monitoring that will happen. I, I'm i fine with not having those things in my uh, anything. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go by what these companies say, <laughs> I mean, they, they're only listening when you um, when they hear the trigger word. Uh-huh. So... That's it. <laughs> Derek doesn't buy does, it. Derek, Derek's, Derek's a conspiracy theorist. So. <laughs> Just saying. But what was you, you said you had two? My other one is I want a robot that can give me beers from the fridge. See, now that I can get behind. <laughs> what robot's listening to? Yeah, whatever, oh, I don't care. If it, if it brings me beer, it can do whatever it wants to me. <laughs> That's a good point. Jeez, um, I'm, I'm having trouble. With, I don't think about tech that much. Uh, what about you, John? Do you have anything? Um, mine would probably kill the environment, but my, my <laughs> tech idea is I want... It's, it's really cold at the moment, so I want clothes with, like, radiators in them. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, keep nice. me warm all the time. You should get, um, just wear a, uh, like, one of those aluminum-lined ski jackets. Like, I have one, and they're amazingly warm. So just wear that everywhere, and you'll be set. There you I go. I mean, th- don't they have those <laughs> heavy blankets, those weighted blankets now? Can make clothes out of those weighted blankets? Because they're really... They are heavy, but... You get comfy under them, and you'll just fall right asleep. <laughs> Probably not maybe. the best idea if you're driving a car or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Eh, details. Well, maybe the solution is like have heaters everywhere, like outside. I like this uh, idea. This, this yes. will definitely kill the environment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's. I think it's. I think you just, you just described global warming. I think just on <laughs> a quicker scale. Yeah. Perfect. Um, tech for me. Something that'll get automatically get rid of ums from any audio editing. <laughs> like, you don't have to go through and do it yourself. Anytime a person says um, deleted. I want that That'd from an nice. editing program because, boy, does that happen a lot um, for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's just one of those things that, just simple, silly, why not? Let's do it. I, I find that a lot more uh, useful than an Alexa-powered Alexa toilet. <laughs> <laughs> actually, well, you know, that's actually a good one, Derek. And on that note, what I would like to see is if, and maybe this exists, but I tried looking for it and I couldn't find it, is when we record our scripts, for instance, we just record it in one long take. Then we have to go back afterward and edit it individually. We have to listen to the whole thing, find the good takes, pull those out, mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, it's just a long, kind of grueling process. And it'd be nice if there were a software program that could do it on the fly for you, where... Even if it were just left up to your user input, where you like, where you just press a button to start each take, um, and then you know pause it, and if you like that one, then you can continue on to the next without having to tediously re, you know stop recording, re, you know then re, then you know re-record, delete what you didn't want, for instance. Um, I feel like there is a there's got to be a better way to do it than how we're doing it. I don't know if it exists or not, but I think it should. So. <laughs> I want that so much. Right? Yeah. Like, it's like, That'd that line so was convenient. a good take. Save that line, and we're moving on to the next one. So. <laughs> yep. I, I would, yeah. That sounds like good technology to me. <laughs> Let's yeah. use it. Oh, I don't honestly pay attention to the CES too much, though. Usually it's just all, like, let's put computers inside of other things <laughs> like uh google made a ride this year derek oh they an did actual like disneyland like ride yeah wow nice yeah 
See, yeah, the only thing I've seen come out of CES is that toilet thing. So, I'm, I'm oh, this exists! Sex. I had no idea. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, this exists. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh boy. Well, John, what's, Wait, your... what's it do? Oh, like, what do you tell it? Um, I think well, one one of its features is it plays MP3s. Um, <laughs> of course. What else is there? Yeah, yeah. There's Alexa powered. I don't know. I don't know what you tell it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what how I don't know how this is helpful in any way. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. What they were going for, but maybe you people can seem in, interested in it. Maybe you can analyze and like, oh, your your health's off a little bit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my god. Just, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> that sounds so creepy. Yeah. Exactly. It's. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? And Andre wants one of these things in every device in his house. <laughs> I, device, toilets aren't devices, so. <laughs> I see. <laughs> All right, John, what's your topic? All right, so mine comes from a name I might need, might need some help with. I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce this. Yert J? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. There you go, 373. Yeah. <laughs> he says. Hey guys, so in the past few days, we've been getting quite a few announcements of release dates, like Final Fantasy X, X-2, and twelve, and then also Yoshi's Crafted World, and the announcement of Dragon's Dogma Dark Rising coming to Switch. And it made me think, do we really need a January Direct, um, if we get a nice flow of announcements in January? Good question. Um, yeah, we've, we've kind of had like a Twitter Direct going on recently with all these announcements. Um, but I, I've kind of thought to myself, like, if the Direct didn't have any of these announcements, would it lose anything? Because they're all rather small I think um, if anything it kind of feels like they're getting um, these games out of the way because they're not new Like all, all we, we've known about, all, well Dragon's Dogma is new but it's, it's still a, a port of an older game but we've known about all of these for a while and like, would people really want release dates for Final Fantasy X in a direct like, this, this kind of feels like stuff that was fine as a tweet mm-hmm. uh, Yoshi's the only questionable one because I think that probably could have been in a direct I mean, um, I don't think it precludes. I don't think it precludes Yoshi still being in a direct. That trailer was almost nothing, and we still have th- almost three months to go until it releases. So um, I think it'll still appear, and I think we'll see more gameplay from it. Like I think we'll see a much more featured segment mm-hmm. in it. So. We could see more talk right, about the yeah. actual flip side, where you're, you go back through the level and maybe why you're hunting down the poochie pups and stuff. Like, there's still a lot of questions involved with Craft World that they could get a little bit more You're hunting there. down poochie, poochie pups? How do you play Yoshi games, Derek? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, exactly. That's what you're doing. you got to find them. They're hiding. Yeah, finding them is different from hunting them down. Uh, the truth's coming out. <laughs> what do you Derek think those stuff... Poochie. What do you think those stuff poochie amiibo things are for? Where do you think they come from? They hunted him down. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> one thing um, I will say about all this direct stuff is Nintendo have a financial briefing coming up uh, not too far away. And it's not going to look good for their shareholders if their only dated game is Yoshi and March. Mm-hmm. Um, they need more than that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think from you know from a financial perspective, it makes a lot of sense to have a direct soon. Yeah, I I know a lot of people expected a direct this week, and then we got all those announcements. And like you said, the only one that has any real value to it, as far as being part of a, a direct, would have been Yoshi and Dragon's Dogma. Um, release dates for these things are you know kind of minor. You can put it out there; it's not a huge deal. Not. You know, it'll, the news will spread, but you don't need a direct take up time in a direct in order to announce these. So I, I absolutely believe a direct is still coming in January. We're, I mean, we're only eleven th- days through the month at this point. Like, there's plenty of time, and mm-hmm. I mean, might happen next week, might happen the week after. Hard to say, but uh, I, I have a feeling that's when we're going to get our our really big important stuff. Yeah, this this oh. changes absolutely nothing. Like these. I mean, these were barely announcements. Release dates are like that's the most basic information you can need. I think it actually makes sense to announce them individ, you know, separate from the direct, getting in people's minds so that they know when these when these games are coming, and then you fill in the de- in the details later, um, rather than blowing out or you know, rather than overloading people with all this information at at the same time. So yeah, I don't think this means anything at all. Like this, none of this was exciting news, really. So, right. Mm-hmm. And like with Dragon's Dogma, um, third parties don't have to make all their announcements through directs, and when they do, it's generally for big games. Um, like even even Diablo three wasn't announced in a direct; that was just through um, through a tweet like this. No, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, there's there's really no need for it. Um, with third parties, they can do whatever they like. So yeah, Dragon's Dogma doesn't really have much impact on any direct. Mm. It is rather curious that we're getting ten and uh, twelve before seven and nine. 
for a Final Yeah, Fantasy. it is. And um, 10 and 12 are two weeks apart. Like That's what Square Enix thinks we need to get through these games. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> two weeks to get through 10 and 10-2 before 12 comes out. Holy crap. There you go. One week for 10, one week for 10-2, then <laughs> on, <laughs> on to 12. Yeah, that's... That's an insane amount of gameplay. So yeah, those are for April, correct? So yeah, March and April are looking right. pretty good as far as releases. Like maybe not like busting at the seams, but hey, these games will take you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. And I, I do feel like there's going to be more, like, especially in maybe more in March, um, but perhaps something in February. Like maybe even just like small eShop game or something. But um, mm-hmm. I don't think Nintendo are going to keep the entire month empty. Yeah. I mean, we were predicting for a while that, you know, Metroid Prime Trilogy was probably going to get announced at some point because, you know, hype it up for Metroid Prime 4. It just makes sense. And I still think February is the perfect month for that. Yeah, I it's mean... too late. I mean, ooh, it, it is kind of too late, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when um, it, let's say it's on the 19th, like a, a week from now, um, that, that's, that's not too late. Like you can have like a late February release for Prime Trilogy and that should be okay. I think that'd be really exciting. It would be nice to get a game announcement than knowing it's coming out shortly thereafter for once, rather than the waiting months or years. So I would welcome that. That would be actually pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, as, as I said before, I think that's where Labo went wrong. They waited too long until announcement to release, and I think people just stopped caring. Like, they got over the curiosity factor, whereas if they had, re- if they had released it right after that trailer, I think it would have done a lot, more, uh, a lot better. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, do you guys think, can you guys think of any other games that you think would make for a better february release than later in the year pikmin 3 <laughs> that, you think we're gonna get pikmin 3 one. i think i think we will we're getting i think any wii u games on the table <laughs> exactly <laughs> nothing. we just got mario u of course we're gonna get pikmin 3. okay 3d world <laughs> they're gonna go through the entire wii u catalog filling in everything that we don't have already so yeah i mean yeah. is there yeah, that's that not much here, left that's, that's a good um, there's maybe like six games left. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wonderful 101, think, um, 3D World, yeah. Tokyo Mirage yeah. Sessions, the, the Zelda remakes. Xenoblade Chronicles right. X. Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah. All those in February. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a bad suggestion, though. Um, the Pikmin games have never been huge sellers, and I think if you're, if you're invested in Pikmin, you're probably going to buy it regardless. Um, so, yeah, ne- next month's not a bad idea for Pikmin. Yeah, I could probably, I could potentially see that. So mm. yeah, I, I, at any rate, I'm positive a direct is still coming. <laughs> so, oh yeah, me too. No question. I mean, there's there's never been. Um, I think there's been one year without a January direct, and that was like 2013 or something. <laughs> so it's been a while. Yeah, mm. we're in good shape. No need to panic. Not yet. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, as always, uh, for, well, not as always, as per our new little thing here, rather than a third topic, we decided to uh, play a little game. And we actually opened it up for suggestions from you guys about what kind of game we should play for this one. Last week was Sonic Says, where we're doing Sonic quotes. Uh, this game idea actually comes to us through our patron, Christian Skipper, who had the idea of true or false enemy names from certain games. And since you two are on such a Donkey Kong kick lately, I decided to <laughs> go through some uh, Donkey Kong Country enemies. Uh, and these are from, these range from the original Donkey Kong to Tropical Freeze. Uh, every game is represented uh, as far as the country titles. And uh, I have 15 of them here. So let's see which one of you is the bigger DKC fan. Let's, let's see here. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So. Number one. Are you, are you keeping track, Derek? Uh, I can keep track of you if you'd like. Let me uh, do a little thing here. We got Andre and John. All right. I have no idea how this is going to go down, by the way. Like, <laughs> how, <laughs> how, how many do we have again? We have 15. 15. All right. 15. So we got it. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, John. I don't know how I'm going to do either because, like, if you, like, as a kid, if you, like, if you had asked me any enemy in, in any Mario game or Nintendo game in general, I could have told you right off the bat. These days are so freaking many. I've, I don't even bother remembering them anymore. So, uh-huh. so this will be interesting. That guy. <laughs> I mean, especially because, like, I mean, as a kid, I devour, like, all the media, like, you know, comic books or, uh, you know, for Nintendo games or or Nintendo Power Guides or articles. So you would see these characters' names all the time. Whereas now, like, I don't read any of that, and these characters' names rarely appear in the games themselves. Like, in Tropical Freeze, unless part of the level name, you're never going to know who these characters are called, so... Mm-hmm. Unless you go for all those little trophies in Tropical Freeze. 
Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's begin then with Mankey Kong. Is that true or false? Is that a true? true. Is that a true enemy name or false? Mankey Kong was that. Yes, Mankey Kong. Andre seems very positive <laughs> about that one. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's just to throw me off, though. I, I, actually, I don't know about this, so uh, I'm going to take his enthusiasm as a true. Okay, that is true. Should we decide? Uh, maybe here, how about this? Should we decide individually before we say our answers? Yeah, yeah I'd say give it a little bit of time because yeah. I, I don't know if John would have got that right <laughs> otherwise. What is Mankey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> Mankey Kong was the orangutan. He was in Donkey Kong Country. He was the only other ape character in the game, but yeah. he was a uh, he was a baddie. He's the one that threw the steel barrels at you. Oh, he's the yeah, one that incited yeah. the whole apparent uh, great ape war uh, in, the, in the Donkey Kong wiki. <laughs> oh man, he has right, quite a legacy. I'll, I'll lock in my answers immediately now. Okay, so next up we have Army. False. Yeah, I'm gonna go with false too. That is true. Ah. That is the... Oh, wait, no! It is, it's an armadillo, yep, right? it's the armadillo. I you off this time. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You went too quick. You're too quick on the draw there, John. Yep. <laughs> you did throw me off. Man. <laughs> All right. Next up. Cracker. True. Okay, I need more time here, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how Andre was the one going so fast and needed time to think. No, 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 it's trying to trip me up here. <laughs> Cracker. Yeah, I'm going to go true on that one as well. I think, hold on, I, specifically, I think it's a bird character. Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, that is false. Made him up. Oh, <laughs> I even Was sp- it a bird character in your mind? <laughs> no, I actually had, I spelled it with a K. <laughs> so oh, I was it's a crumbling, a crumbling then. Yeah. It's a crumbling bird. Crumbling bird, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Click Clack. True. False. That is true from Donkey Kong Country <sighs> 2. So, Man. Let me get in here. It's a good one. John. All right. Uh, next up is Crafty. False. Yeah, I think that's false too. That is false. <laughs> crafty. What, what do you picture Crafty being? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, picture, I picture it as wrinkly. Like just sitting there like net knitting all day or something. So. <laughs> see, uh, I, see, I picture, I was picturing sort of like a uh, Igor type Kremlin since we have uh, like the King K rules a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, next up, uh, kickback. Kickback. That sounds so specific. I'm going to say it's true. I'm going to go false. It is false. Yes. Uh. <laughs> How'd you go with kickback? <laughs> I was, I was uh, finding something that rhymed with click clack, and I thought about that. I was like, you know what? Uh. That'll work. <laughs> nice. Yep. That was a good one. That's the funny thing, is that these could work as enemy names. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, they very well might be someday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take notes, Platonic. Nintendo just listening to this, writing down all our ideas. <laughs> Perfect. Uh. All right. Uh, next up is Bazooka. That's real. Yeah, I think that's real, too. That's, I think that's... Uh, you know, we should get we should get points if we can identify the game it came from. Oh, really? I mean... Or lose points. I, like a gamble. Gamble, gamble <laughs> you risk your points double or nothing. That's yeah, double or nothing. Exactly. I'm not if doing you get it. this wrong, then you do not get the, any points at yep. all. Right? You don't say <laughs> the right. proper game. I'm gonna say that, that that's DKC three. John, are you risking double say or nothing? I'm gonna keep my points intact. No, you're not risking. It is DKC three. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe we should do double the point. It should be double that point or nothing instead of double all the points. Oh no, I, it is double that point. So I'm putting you down. Okay, as two good. Points okay, that makes point. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just that point. All right. Cool. Sweet. All right. Uh, next up is Skippa. Real. True. Uh, that is false. What? what? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, wow. I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I believe you. Uh, you are right. That was real. Yeah. yeah, same. John, were you thinking Were you thinking DKC3 as well for that one? Yes. Yeah, that was too. <laughs> Let me make sure I didn't write that down wrong because you guys are so confident that I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> no, I think I got, I, I was thinking of, uh, well, this might be coming up, so I won't say it actually. There's another Kremlin that sounds very similar to that, I think. So Yeah, I'm not mm. seeing anything pop up. So you guys made me question it, so <laughs> that's something else. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Uh, after that, we got... Uh, Tiki Torque. True. Yeah, it's real. Yep, that is true. And it's from Returns. Yeah, is that the boss? 
Uh, or you, just want to. Well, I guess. Enemies. Oh yeah, I forgot about the whole double or nothing thing. So oh, you know, let's for, yeah, maybe we should forget that. All right, yeah, <laughs> because I, I, I didn't take that into account because I honestly have them going in order. <laughs> so once you get to a yeah, it becomes pretty easy. Yeah, it's a little bit tricky to incorporate like late into the game. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, so I'm taking away that extra point you earned, Andre. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's okay. I'll uh, deal with it. Uh, next up is Tiki Tack. True. Fake. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to throw us off with this one. <laughs> I think so. Uh, it is false. Yes. Oh. So. I was going to beg for my, for my point back if I was wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny because there's a lot of enemies that just tiki this, tiki that, tiki... Right, <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't sure if you're just trying to fool us with that mm-hmm. one or Tiki knickknack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is Snaps. Snaps. Um, I'm gonna go false. false. Yeah, uh, that is true. That's the uh, sn- uh, that's the shark enemy. Oh wait, 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 hold on. Did you say snaps or snacks? Snaps, as in snap your finger. I thought it was snack. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's snaps, but let me double let me double check. The trick is to have it like say it was so snackers. much you make like, Derek doubt himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the true goal. No, it is snaps. That's the real goal of this oh, game. Oh, wait, snaps are the... I, I forgot. It's not the shark enemy. It's the uh, crab enemy. That's what I was looking at. Crab enemy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. yeah I, 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 that's where I got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Derek loses a point. Yep, I lose a point. <laughs> you still got it wrong because you said it was false, but... <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is... Pointy Tux. That's real. True. That is true. All right. <laughs> uh, next up is Gruff Fluff. Gruff Fluff. That is so fake. <laughs> yeah, that's fake. That is fake. Uh, <laughs> but there, but there are fluff enemies. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Uh, our next one. This is the fourteenth. So we're getting to the wire here. Uh, oh, fire hoots. I'm gonna say that's true. I'm gonna go false. It is false. I uh, it is there is a hoots, there is a flame hoots, but it's not called fire hoots. <laughs> uh-huh. So alright. Uh last last one. Waldo. Waldo? Yep. As in the character with a striped shirt? <laughs> yes. Like pronounced like that, but uh uh This yeah. is so like I'm it has to true. be yeah, it has to be real, I feel like. It, but uh, you know what, just to keep it interesting, I'm gonna go false because it doesn't I, matter now. You've won already. <laughs> <laughs> you I'll, I'll go false. You're gonna go false. It is true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll Waldo. Waldo was the walrus uh, characters running around in tropical freeze. Uh, nice. I want Gruff Fluff to be a real character. Right. That's such a good name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. Andre has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight points. John, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points. You almost oh, caught up. Oh, that was close. It was a lot closer than you thought. Oh, man. John tried to screw me up there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> man, that would have been amazing if you guys time. ended up tying instead. Yeah. Well, congrats, John. That was, Or, I mean, uh, good game, John. That was, uh, yeah, good that was a lot closer than I expected. So. Yeah. So, as, as, as much as you guys love Donkey Kong, you got to learn those enemies. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, uh, if you guys want to have us do other character quotes, uh, like what we did with Sonic, or uh, more true or false enemy names, or something completely di- di- uh, different, let us know, and we'll definitely account for that and try out a different game for next week. But hopefully you guys are still enjoying these little games as something a, a bit different from what we've done before. But uh, I think that'll about wrap it up for episode 128. And as always, thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon. And if you, you're not a supporter, you can do so uh, for just $1 a month. Get, us, get these three days early every Friday. And we'll catch you next week for episode 129. Till then, guys. Bye. <laughs>